All right, you ready to do this? Change. Yeah, sure. Cool. We're going to start from the beginning? Yeah, let's start from the beginning. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently on HBO Max, Wonder Woman 1984 is going to go on there on Christmas Day. No kidding. <clears throat> you know, I've seen the trailer I, several times, and I kind of think that they're going to try to do too much in it, and it's going to be awful. Oh. Well, I've only seen the original trailer with the, uh, uh, what's it called? <sighs> Crap, why can't I think of Blue Monday song, but it's not by Blue Monday. Did you and see the one that has like? Um, it's pretty the, awesome. The, the, oh yeah, it looks fantastic, but it has like the cheetah reveal, the Chris Pine reveal, oh. and then the other one. Um, I don't know who the other villain is, but there's another villain in there. There's and, another villain. Yeah, there's like two or three villains, and uh, I hate when they. I know. Sometimes I hate when they do it, but sometimes it's like. It, like, I don't know. Sometimes I can understand. Like, I understand when you do Aquaman, you're like, we got to put Ocean Master and Black Manta Black in Man. it. That because we'll, we'll never get another Aquaman movie, and he only has <laughs> two guys anyway, so. Right. So. But, um, I, was, I was kind of like, this looks amazing, and I'm still going to watch it. But I oh, had a I feeling am. that they're not going to uh, they're not gonna live up to the original Wonder Woman stuff. The Wonder, original Wonder Woman was was great. And now a COVID update. I'm only sounding like that because I know what the hospitals look like right now. Yeah, I know they're pretty bad right now. I heard mm-hmm. they're really bad. That's that's my gauge because people will go. There are four billion positive tests, and I'm like, okay. Right. We've been doing more testing, and how many of those people are asymptomatic? Because all you hear is so many people are, you know, majority of people are asymptomatic, so be careful. Right. Well, if a majority are asymptomatic, then most of the people who are positive aren't even knowing they're sick or right. are feeling nothing, so it's no big deal for them. So when they say we have 50 times more positives, I don't worry as much. But yeah. when I hear that the hospital's overrun... Or getting, you know, 80%, that's when I worry. Yeah. Or worse. Because that's the legit thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or worse. <laughs> yeah. Because it is pretty bad in the hospitals right now. Because that's what, yeah. you're right, that's that's where it is. That's the whole point. That's the curve, right? We keep we talk about this all the time. But that's that's the whole issue. But, yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about the that was the thing. Okay, uh, sorry. You know, yeah, because we keep going into COVID, and I don't want to keep going into COVID. I know. 18 <laughs> months of me going, you know what I hate? Lockdowns. <laughs> Old people and lockdowns <laughs> and masks. <laughs> I like old people, and I wear my mask. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous to say you need to wear it when you go outside, you know, like, oh, yeah. like walk the dog. Oh, we got some ridiculous stuff. Like, I heard people say, like, what was it? Even the governor had said, wear it in your car. I'm like, wear it in your car? Why? There's nobody else in your car. It's just you. You have the vent on cycle. You're only breathing your own air, you know? And then, or... or, No, go ahead. What are you going to do? Have the windows down and rolling by at, like, 45 miles an hour and get people? Right, right. That's, That's dumb. 
And then, like, we were recently told that if if I'm the only person in the office and sitting at my desk, I still have to wear a mask. Oh, f that! Right? Because <laughs> I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> my thing, my my work did say you you're allowed not to wear a mask if you're in your own office with the door closed. Right. Yeah. So if I'm so. in my office with the door closed and nobody else is there, I'm still supposed to be wearing a mask. And you have like the biggest office in the world. Well, it's a classroom. Yeah, but I mean that's what I mean. It's yeah. just like even if you had the door wide open, it's about 18 feet to the door. Right. You know, I have a standard size office, and the lady who works with me is in outside the office. So we don't wear masks inside the office because she's way over there, I'm way over there. Now, when I go in the warehouse, Mike Mike wears his mask the whole time, but he's over sixty and right and everything, so he wears his like all the time. But when I go back there, I put mine on and I talk to him. And when we sit back there, we're usually, you know, at least six or ten feet away from each other, kind of. So I mean I do that, but right, and that's but all that yeah. stuff. But that's good because like then you're recognizing you're recognizing his his uh, um, uh, susceptibility, and you know he's recognizing it. So he wears his mask, and you wear your mask, and even though you guys are putting the distance, you're even putting extra precaution between it. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never do that. I I I don't do the thing where I over worry. Right. Right. So. Where I went to my sister's house <laughs> to drop off some stuff, and so um, you know, I like text her, let her know I'm there. She opens up the garage door, and I was gonna, I was gonna bring it in. She's like, "No, stop right there, put it down on the ground, and then walk away from it." I'm <laughs> like, "So, so I put it down on the ground, and then I put my hands on my oh, hands, hands on the <laughs> and then I laid on the concrete." <laughs> I'm so like, "Yes, ma'am. Turn, yes, ma'am. Turn around. Turn around. Go to your knees." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Count to ten, <laughs> then get up and walk back to your car. I'm complying. I'm complying. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, that's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty. She, funny. She's a worry one. Oh yeah, but I mean, in in her defense, like my niece is, um, she's a heart baby. So she oh. was, yeah, she was born with a hole in her heart, and so she has like a, a major, major like. Um, uh, more uh, comorbidity factors, so she can't she can't get sick like that. So, but it's mm-hmm. just a, it was it's just funny that like she's like put it down and back away. <laughs> so, leave the briefcase by the trash can on Fifth and Third. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember when that was a thing in movies and TV shows. Mm-hmm. And then you had to do that, and then the cops were always looking. You know, from a window, they're like, oh, let's see who picks it up. Mm-hmm. The yeah, last good one I saw, I remember they did it in um, uh, Blacklist. Did you ever watch Blacklist? No. You would have liked that show. It had its, um, I mean, it jumped the shark uh, uh, because clearly the show could only go on for so long. And they wanted to make it go on longer because of ratings and money. Um Yeah. And so they went, they started going really, really quite crazy, and I couldn't watch it anymore. But that first season was really, really good. I I wonder some of those shows like that, because it's like, it's like we're going to have a show called Prison Break, and the whole point of the show is breaking out of prison. Right. Now we have season two. Now what do we do that they're on prison? Well, let's make it a man on the run kind of thing. Okay, cool. Now what do we do? <laughs> yeah, they break into prison. 
Yeah, yeah. I think they did. GV loved that show. I, I could not stand it. I thought it was so dumb. I never watched it. Oh, I just thought it was it's funny. Awful. Oh, I just thought it was funny that when they had the one guy was Captain Cold in yes. uh, The Flash, and then the other guy from Prison Break became Heat Wave. And I was like, yep. oh, they were both on the same show, and now they're the two rogues. That's great. You can't do better than that. I love stuff like that. Yep, yep. Yeah, it was yeah. that was really cool. I did like the I did like they did they did that, but but uh, they were basically the same characters that they were in Prison Break, just with superpowers. Well, they don't have superpowers. Yeah, no, in in uh, in the Flash. No, they don't have. They have. They have. They oh, have, that's uh, right. They don't have superpowers. Weaponry. Yeah, the, but they're not villains, or they have the the fancy science weapons. It's okay. It's okay. I I'm splitting hair. Sorry, I'm being comic nerd. <laughs> Actually, if you want to know, I think in the New 52, the rogues get superpowers based on their armaments and stuff because all the, pretty much all the Flash villains, none of them have superpowers. They all have stuff. You know, a freeze ray, a cold gun, a mirror gun, and oh yeah, what's it called? Yeah, um, uh, boomerangs. What What's the Twister guy, though? The Twister guy, he, that's legit power. The top. Right? Yeah, isn't that legit powers? Maybe he could. Yeah, I think. Hmm. I'm trying to remember the top wit because he died and stuff, and then they had some weird possession thing or something. But he might have had powers. You're right. But I mean, like the trickster did it, the Pied Piper did it, the Captain Boomerang, Weather Wizard, all those dudes. You know, Mirror Master, Captain Cole, Heat Wave. All those dudes had like weapons that did it. Even there was a guy, Abracadabra, who used magic. He really didn't use magic because he was from the future. He was, like, from the 35th century or something. And then he, what he did is he just had science that looks like magic to us. Mm. Like, I do hate that when they do that in movies uh, where, like, they they want to do the magic thing, but then they may make it science. I'm like, just if you're going to do the magic thing, go full-blown magic. Don't make it, like, science that you just don't understand. I'm like, put the mystery in it. Let the let the mystery be there. Let the let the magical happen. Well, I give him a pass because in a lot of comic books, a lot of guys have magic powers. So yeah. it's already there. So he'd just be another magic guy. So this is his thing that he has magic powers, but he's really, what's it called? He's really future science guy. Yeah. And then he tr- kind of played up the whole magic thing and stuff. But But, you know, whatever. But we're not here to talk about the Flash. No, but that was or fun. Are we? I could talk about the Flash all day. Yeah, yeah. You know tons about the Flash. And now back to COVID stuff because I'm worried about a second lockdown. Yeah. I don't know. I heard. I heard that they're planning not to lock down though at least i heard biden say something that he was not planning on locking down really because oregon just locked down and so did so and new york just closed their schools well they all suck yeah <laughs> as our listeners well new york closed their schools our schools have been closed all year right right but uh, they're closing their schools now preparing for potential lockdown for everybody else too oh boy but lockdowns don't work. Yeah. 
Well, they do if it's a true lockdown. Right. Like, literally, if you don't leave the house for 14 days. But you can't leave the house for 14 days. And the problem is convincing the American people of any of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the thing. Right, like, when they in- talk about, like, South Korea, they're like, oh, they did it so well. Well, right. yeah. Yeah. They're, they're a community and shame-based society, whereas we are an individualistic and pride-based society. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. even if you shame people for doing bad things itself, right, it's bad. And then you'd be like, hey, buddy, you could lose a pound or two. And they're like, that's bad shaming. You're not allowed right. to say that. Exactly. Well, I'm lo- worried about my friend's health. Nope, sorry. And nope. now we have to have the... Uh, plus size person on the Sports Illustrated because that shows that we love people of all sizes. I did not know that that's a thing. No, well, they didn't. They had this one girl who was a little bigger on it or something, but I I remember that there was a whole thing basing, um, what's it called? Um, <clears throat> you know, kind of, not what was it, like embracing yourself and so if you're really heavy, you should be happy that you're really heavy or something like kind of it's pretty much the idea. I think the problem is we we do this thing where it's kind of like we go too far with something because before it's like you have people who, let's say, are overweight and then they're very depressed and they hate themselves and people give them crap all the time and make fun of them. So then the idea is it's like let's let's say hey you know feel good about yourself you're still this this and this you're funny you're good you know good at this and that and and blah 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 and you know don't don't let this thing get you down and don't be sad and don't and people don't give them crap they should be proud of who they are and that makes sense but then they go to the point where it's like this is super beautiful and it's almost encouraging to be fat and it's like whoa 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 we also got to tell people not to be cuz more health. people die of like heart disease right. and health, the diabetes, and all these other things. Honestly, that's something too that we should have done with this COVID thing. Is sit there and say, guess who's getting affected by this? Fat people. Like I, like we said before, how fat am I? Am I COVID fat? Because yeah. I started worried about it because I'm a little heavier than I should be. Well, okay, a little lot heavier. But I mean, if people who are under sixty five who are dying are most likely heavy. Right. Well, how heavy is that? So they should have been going out saying, instead of saying, hey, be scared and hide in your house, they should have said, hey, go out there and lose 10 pounds. And guess what? You're less likely to die of COVID. And then guess what? Now we'd have more healthier people. Well, the, pro- system. Well, <laughs> the problem with that, though, is if, if they said to go out and lose weight, people are going to sign up for gyms. <laughs> well, the gyms are all closed. Go out and run. I don't know. Go well, the gyms are yourself. open right now. But... Well, now, but not then. Yeah, right. You then, know, not then, I know but... what you mean, but I'm yeah. just like, maybe yeah. don't eat as much because that's all we did. It's like, hey, sit at home. Heck and yeah, now what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to eat too much, and now I'm going to gain 15 pounds because right, I'm not going the... anywhere. We're not going to get COVID-19. We're going to get the COVID-20. That's what I, that's what yeah. I put on right here. This is... Oh, jeez. I don't know if I put on 20, but <laughs> I feel like I sure as heck didn't lose anything. All right, well, that's okay. But see, so then the point is, it just, you know, it almost puts the fact that it's like people are then kind of encouraged or or they're like, they have the way too much self-esteem about being heavy or something like that. And then the problem is then that's not healthy. Now, and of course, the whole thing, you know, I remember seeing friends of mine on Facebook once, like, totally complain about this whole thing about 
you know, the plus size models and stuff or whatnot, but we're way going off the rails. Like they're complaining but about back, plus size models? Well, one, one was saying that we shouldn't be, not, not plus size models, like for like plus size, like, you know, to sell plus size clothes, but just like, like, I don't know, like glorifying the oh, heavier person too much. So one person was saying, no, it's good because these people need, you know, you know, positive role models and stuff. And the other person was like, yeah, but we should also not encourage that this is everything's okay. Yeah. You know, because we shouldn't be 300 pounds. Yeah. Listen to Michelle Obama, right? Yeah, didn't she? Yeah, Michelle told us to get out and run. She sure did. Yep. Yeah, listen to Michelle. She knows what's up. She had arms. <laughs> you know? Yeah. A quick, hey, Neil, you're old joke. But <laughs> like the, the um, Nick Frost's um, partner in the, uh, he gets a new partner that's going to help him with his stuff or whatever. And his name is Elton John. <laughs> and then, and then later on, you find out that spoilers. Uh, later on, you find out that his name isn't Elton John, but his name is actually Lionel Richie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, and there's this great scene. He's like, he's like, so your real name is Lionel? He's like, yeah. He's like Lionel, yeah, Lionel Richie. He's like, nice to meet you, Lionel. And he says, hello. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic and a lot of people watching the show won't get it <laughs> yeah oh oh geez that's yeah. good i know oh, yeah. i'm worried about stuff like that like i'm worried about shows from 20 years from now that i'm not gonna get because i'm not watching enough pop culture stuff now but yes. i don't know if it's gonna work that much because we have so much media now that there's, there's like five billion yeah there's and which is great for creativity because right. back when there was three channels that's it but i mean you know and i've already known a lot of pop culture that's way older than me because <clears throat> as a kid i used to watch stuff like that so i was the guy who was like 15 that knew stuff from the 60s and people are like whoa how'd you know about that little boy and now the problem is i'll say oh like this show from the 60s and all the dang kids go okay old man <laughs> <laughs> And it's I'm like, no, this is way old. I'm not that old. <laughs> okay, Boomer. <laughs> boomer. Yeah. Boomer, I'm like the edge of Gen X. Shut up, old man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, okay, so more afterlife. The one thing that... um, Well, they, they, they had the, the doctor guy on there talking about on how they can, like... They were medically talking about other possibilities of afterlife. And what was he pointing out? Like on the people who were near death? Yeah. Fill me in because I don't remember all the pieces of this one. This was a short clip before they moved into the the robot people, right? Yeah. No, that's the problem because I was going to ask you about that too. I was trying to remember it, but it was kind of like, oh, God, I can't remember. They were just pointing out on how, like, your consciousness can kind of survive right. without your body working for a period of time. Or or when the people die, they do, 
you know, like you've always hear about those near death experiences or the out of body experiences and right. So I vaguely remember the conversation. Um, I don't remember it totally, but I remember um, that they were talking something about how the body can re- the the cells in the body remain alive for days or weeks. That's after what it was af- actual death. Um, and uh, yeah, which is interesting. They didn't. One thing they didn't talk about on the show, which I I kind of find interesting, is um, when uh, um, when is actual death. Like we currently, currently our best measurement for death is brain death. Um, but like what you were saying just a minute ago with near death experiences, there have been many cases of authentic brain death that have resulted in re- them coming back to life. Uh, and, and then they usually have some kind of story to tell that they write a book about and sell millions of copies of. Um, but, uh, um, but they didn't go into to when death is or whatever, but he did say something about like, uh, at the end of consciousness, which I'm guessing he's he's as a scientist is probably going to go with brain death, um, is your the body still remains alive. You know the cells in the body remain remain active uh, until uh, days or weeks after uh, brain death or or uh, what we are measuring as death right now. And I thought that was an interesting piece. Yeah. Oh, just to let you know, if you're listening to these later in time, that the election did end. Because <laughs> oh, our it last sure did. Because <laughs> remember our last, our last episode, it was like day three of the election. I know, and it was still going. Yeah. So even still, there's still like all kinds of crap that's still going on with it. And I'm like, oh, oh. I know, there's still. Well, yeah. So I guess the election didn't end. If you want to be technical. Yeah. Well, and they're still counting votes too. Do you know that? I didn't right. know it takes that long. Well, maybe it's because of all the mail-ins, but. Because there's still yeah. like 98% of the country's votes are done. Right. But so. the, it's clear, like Biden won. So. Oh, but, yeah, it uh, is. Uh, but what's funny is there's still more votes to count. Yeah. So if you if you look at Biden and Trump's vote totals, they keep going up because they keep counting more right. votes. Which right. I have to like kind of pat America on the back for voting so much. I mean, they can't yeah. all be dead people voting and fraud. But I mean, there's that much voting, <laughs> and I'm—I think I did the math right, but I'm looking at it that Donald Trump, who lost two popular votes, if you add all of his votes together, he has more than all of Obama's together. Wow, that's crazy. And Obama in '08 got the most votes like ever. You know, of course, you know, as you look at it, you know, the population is going to always grow. Right. But that's like that's that. still dramatic. That's a lot because that's not that long ago. Yeah, because yeah, more people are Obama getting active. Got, yeah, because Obama got so many votes in a way and McCain got a decent amount, but not that much. And then I think then the next time in 12, Obama got a lot fewer. So I guess they just thought he was going to win or something or. Or the the newness of Obama went away or something. And then I think Romney got a few more than McCain. So there were fewer people who voted. And then, you know, but nobody still got as many as he did. And I think he got as many as like Reagan did or something. Because all the Bush and Clinton stuff, you still had like Ross Perot coming in and taking a lot of votes. And so nobody got a lot of votes, you know, for years. So, but now we're at a point where 
you know, Trump got a pretty good amount of votes and he still and Hillary still got more. And now he has a crap load of votes and Biden has way, has you know, more. yeah, has more, you know, so you're yeah. looking at so many votes for this election and just between those two, because that doesn't even count, you know, Joe's Jorgensen's or Jorgensen or or uh, Kanye's Kanye. votes. <laughs> What, like 10,000 people voted for him or something? and That's hilarious. And, and I don't know how many people voted for none of these candidates. Right. You know, like 2016, there was like a bunch of people voted for none of these candidates. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to look at in, in the in the months coming. Yeah, because once all the votes are done and counted, because they're not showing, I don't know. Like, if you look on Wikipedia and stuff, they won't show you, like, Joe's votes and stuff like that. So I think when they're all totaled, they show everybody's in the meat of it. And then you can just see how many total votes we have. So it's, like, it's blowing the doors off of any election. Yeah. And we're still only getting, like, 60-something percent of people who can vote voted. But it usually is, like, 50 or something. So. Right. That's awesome, though. Yeah. So I'm happy yeah. for America that we're voting and, you know. I mean, Good job, America. Yeah, there are all these claims of fraud and stuff, but I don't think it's that big. But yeah, but you know, whatever, we'll figure it out. Yep. When we do our podcast after January, we'll see. There you go. After the electoral college in the um, the what, what is December twelfth. When, when is it? December so fourteenth. Whatever the second second Monday in December. Whatever that is. Yeah. So we'll see. Who knows. Welcome to Neil's Comic Corner. In today's episode, Neil reviews the five-issue crossover event, Day of Judgment from 1999. And now here's your host, Neil Whitney. Three, two, one. Okay, well, welcome to Neil's Comic Corner. And um, today, I'm going to talk about the miniseries from 1999 called um, uh, Day of Judgment. I almost said Total Justice. Oof. So, um, the reason I'm picking this miniseries is because uh, you were telling me earlier, like, hey, you want to talk about something, you know, about the afterlife and blah, 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 blah. Maybe some movies or a comic book. And I said, oh, there's a comic book. So, now the problem is I read this book about 21 years ago. And, <laughs> and I don't think I've read it since. <laughs> but I remember most of it. And then I looked it up and stuff. And then I was like, if I do a real true one, I should read all this and read all the sub, sub material and do all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm not doing the whole podcast about Day of Judgment. So... <laughs> So I'll just, you know, give a Neil's Comic Corner on a little one. But um, <clears throat> the thing that's cool about it is it has to do with the afterlife and it has to do with, uh, um, you know, angels and spirits and stuff like that. And what I, one thing I like about like DC Comics is they do kind of lean into the, uh, you know, the um, supernatural a little more than Marvel will. Yeah. And they have you know you know the deities and stuff so you like in all the wonder woman comics you have all the greek pantheon and stuff and 
<clears throat> and then in um what's it called I know that's totally rude I cough there but um in all the um you know and there is like a god in it or there are angels and there are this and this and what's funny is you got guys like uh, Mr. Terrific who's like an atheist and it's like how can you be an atheist if you've actually seen like angels in real life stuff like that so uh, so to kind of lead up into it there's a this is a big um, crossover event that they'd have they have these like every summer or something these giant things that kind of stretch over the whole universe where every character is kind of involved in it kind of like how the uh, flash tv show is starting to do that with um, the supergirl and um yes yes and arrow and all that they did a crossover right. yeah so they do these things these are you know these giant they're called you know events you know and um and usually what they do is they have a, a mini series and then they have all these other things that tie into it. <clears throat> so um, in this one, uh, oh gee, how do I put this? Okay, so I, I guess I'll kind of go over the story and then tell you a little bit of what the character was doing ahead of time to um, let you know. Okay, um, so apparently there's this... Uh, in, in DC Comics in the in the mid-90s, there was a character called Neuron, and he's kind of like if the devil was a supervillain. Like, he had a crazy costume, and he was this blonde dude and whatnot. So he's, like, made out to be the devil. And, uh... But it's not saying he's the devil. He's just, you know, like, kind of alluded to being the devil. So he's not really the devil. So he's kind of a demon doing those kind of things and in I think it was 95 they had a mini series called Underworld Unleashed was another uh, one where in a sense all the supervillains sold their souls to get some kind of thing that that was you know cool you know so one of those was the Lex Luthor thing I was telling you about where his clone body was dying from this clone disease so he sold his soul and then his body was healed you know, and there's other people who got superpowers that were much stronger and stuff. And the Joker sold his soul for a box of Cuban cigars. That makes sense. So it was pretty <laughs> funny. <clears throat> yeah, I know. <laughs> or so he's like, "Oh, box of cigars." They're like, "You sold your soul for cigars?" He's like, "Yeah, but they're Cubans." So <laughs> there's this whole thing where there's a character called the Demon. And he's a Jack Kirby character. He was in a Justice League episode and stuff like that. And he, um, uh, either is this Extravar or what's his what's his name? The guy, um, oh, uh, Etrigan. Etrigan is this Etrigan the, the yes, demon? Yes, it's Etrigan's okay. the demon. Yes. See, I like this part when you when yeah. you talk into it. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a whole thing where he and um, I think he's trying to do something against uh, Neron there, who's in hell. And what they do is they end up getting uh, this other fallen angel. His name is Asmodel, which I think is supposed to be Asmodeus, the devil. Oh, gotcha. Okay. The one from Tobit and other, Mm -hmm. you know, angel folklore they even put him into. Right. So he's a fallen angel, right? And shows up uh, in pop culture all the time. mm Mm-hmm. So... 
he was in a previous story as a fallen angel and stuff. So at the end of that story, he's in hell, captured and punished. So they set him free. And the point of this is he joins with the specter. And the specter is the wrath of God. Or no, no, sorry. He's not the wrath of God. He's the vengeance of God. Something like that. And the idea was the specter was always combined with a human host. And there was a guy, Jim Corrigan, who was a cop in the 30s. And he died and he merged with the specter. And he kind of gave the specter not like crazy powers to um, like um, destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Because I guess that was the point is the specter went through and was dealing out God's vengeance to things like Sodom and Gomorrah. And then after Christ was was born, then you had God's forgiveness and God's vengeance couldn't like live on the same um, plane at the same time, something like that. So then the specter had to merge with a body to kind of survive or something. And then it would kind of flip through bodies forever. And then I think about two years earlier, there was a thing where the specter and Jim Corrigan um, separated. Like he had a funeral and all this stuff and went to heaven and the, sep- and the specter was kind of free. And then I think the, in that, that comic book series ended. And I think none of the other authors did anything with the specter. It just like kind of went away. That's funny. <clears throat> so what they did is they put Asmodel, you know, not Asmodeus, he <laughs> he joined with the Spectre and then had all of like God's vengeance powers and all that stuff and he went out to run amok and then he was going to go after God itself, himself, which is referred to a lot in the comic books as the presence. You know. So there was this whole thing where they froze hell and when they froze hell, all the demons were able to, like, escape from hell. And all this stuff was a run amok. And then the Asmodel Spectre was going crazy, too. And he was running amok on Earth and then going to go to, you know, to having to, like, go and get revenge on God for imprisoning him into hell. And so they do this whole big, you know, thing... Which is kind of cool because they get all these um, magical characters and stuff like this Dr. Occult and Zatanna and Madame Xanadu and all these dudes like that. And they create something called like the Sentinels of Magic, which kind of sucks because they didn't do much with them late until, I mean, after that. It's just a concept that nobody really used again to keep all these magical characters together. Well, it's just as dark, right? It's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. It's like Justice League Dark 1.0. And then they had something called Shadow Pack that happened about five or six years later, which was like 2.0. And they were characters like that. They had like Blue Devil and uh, Chantress and stuff like that. And then Justice League Dark's probably the 3.0 or something. I like Justice League Dark. Yeah, it's, it's good. I liked it too. It was a good. It was a good series. And then I know they they made a, a animated movie that I haven't seen yet. I haven't and, seen it either. Uh, yeah, we gotta watch that. So um, that whole thing. So they do all this stuff. What getting all those guys to kind of fight the 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 specter, and um, 
they realize they got to get a new host for the Spectre because they needed a host before. So what all the heroes did, so you get all the JLA and all the JSA are getting together and they break up into these teams. And then you had <clears throat> Superman had a team and what they did is they went into hell and what they were doing is to try to um, unfreeze it so all the demons can go back to hell. So also I already love this because it's all split up stuff too. Yeah. But so they have a hell. And then um, Wonder well, Woman Nowadays her- if they did a split up it would be like 30 different comic books like series versus the one like merge event where it's all sold by the same distributor or whatever. Like I remember Justice League Dark you would have these side quests and if you didn't buy the other Comic? I don't even know what it, what it would be. but Oh, was um, that when you were doing Trinity War? Yeah, yeah. And then, like, I don't know. And then all of a sudden I go to the next issue of Trinity War, and a bunch of stuff happened that I don't know what happened because I was supposed to read maybe um, uh, somebody ju- else's. It was Justice League and Justice League America, and you got to read them in order or you're going to miss out the story. Right. I hate when they do that because I can never get the right order. <laughs> Yeah, and then the problem, too, is then that Trinity War thing spun into this other series called Forever Evil, where all the good guys were gone and all the bad guys were around with the crime syndicate, which are the evil doppelganger versions of the of the heroes yes. were yeah. taking over. But, like, what you're saying is there was a whole side story with Justice League Dark and, like, the Phantom Stranger and Pandora and all this other yes. stuff. To read on the side, and if you weren't reading all the, in a sense, you could have skipped that if you were reading uh, Total or Forever Evil. But I read it all, and I was like, "This is a crazy story." Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And that whole thing was, and then you'd lose out on that stuff if you weren't reading like Phantom Stranger and stuff. So yeah, so yeah, you're right. That's the problem. And if they did do this today, they'd be like, "Here's a mini series on Justice League." Right hell and here's a miniseries on justice league heaven and then there's the main miniseries yeah they would throw more miniseries and stuff in there but they Marvel didn't do that this original of, one no nah, not this original it's just a five issue miniseries they oh, do nice. have they do have um single issues that month or so of other comic books that pertain to this thing so if they're talking about the dead rising or or demons coming out, there'd be an issue of Green Lantern where the uh, Kyle Rayner Green Lantern, who was the Green Lantern at the time, would fight demons or something like that. Or you know, you the Flash book had something with him fighting a demon or something. You know, or but that whatnot. could be like um, that could be like the Star Wars Legends or the Agents of Shield. Those aren't necessary for the MCU and for the canon of Star Wars. They're just kind of fun right. to read along if you want to. Yeah. yeah, there's some of those. A lot of these events have all these books that tie into them. And what's good is some of these things, you, you don't really need them to read the event. But it's kind of good because you're like, well, what was the Flash doing this whole time? Or he shows up late. And you're right. like, well, where was he? And it's like, read Flash 75. And you're like, oh, okay, well, that's probably what what happens. So you get the bigger picture. But then the problem is later, there's too many things that are in those side things that you need or something like that. Like when they did yeah. Blackest Night in 09, 
if you didn't read Green Lantern with Blackest Night, it, you're missing out a lot. But then they had all these little mini series and stuff. Like they'd have Blackest Night Flash. That was a three issue thing. And that was all the Flash story. So you didn't need it to read to read the what's it called? The story. But it told you everything that was happening with Flash and his rogues. But what was also cool is a three part mini series. So if you're reading the regular Flash series and didn't want to read a Blackest Night story, you didn't have to. <clears throat> so, all right, but that's besides the point. So let's get back to right. the real story. We're getting too comic Back to the thing. Yeah, so. <laughs> we'll trim that down a bit. Yeah. Nah, I'll leave it. Who cares? No, it's not. Um, so Superman takes those guys to hell to burn, to, to put hell back on fire so all the demons can go back. And then Wonder Woman gets a team of guys to go to heaven and her team's going there so they can find Jim Corrigan, the the guy who was the Spectre, and say, hey, you got to join up with the Spectre again. And <laughs> then, yeah, like Batman and a bunch of other guys sitting there fighting the demons on, in you know, on Earth. And then there was another group of people with, um, who was it? It was um, uh, Captain, uh, Captain Marvel, Shazam. And a bunch of, uh, and like Starfire and, and Stars and Tribe and stuff, you know, Stargirl. And uh, all those guys went to space because I guess they went to go get the Spear of Destiny. And oh. for people who don't know, the Spear of Destiny is the yeah. relic that uh, pierced Jesus' side, the, the spear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or the Spear of Longinus or whatnot. And, you know, it's one of those things like the Lost Ark and things, and they use it in a lot of fiction and yeah. whatnot. And I think in they had a, a comic in the eighties that took place in the forties called All Star Squadron. It was kind of like Justice Society thing, but it was all these wartime stories. But the the way to get around real history, where the superheroes couldn't just go into Nazi Germany and just wipe them out, is that Hitler had the Spear of Destiny that kept them out of it. So all the stories took place in other parts of the country. And that way you don't have... And that's why, like, Superman never went in World War II and went and stopped it, because he could have. But the problem is, if he did that in World War II or Vietnam or whatever, then after you're done reading the comic, your dad's still overseas or something, you know? And right. So you never had them mess with those kind of things. So that's how they got around that, is the Spirit of Destiny. So somehow it got into space. And so they went to go get it because apparently the Spear of Destiny was one of the only things that can hurt the Spectre. So they had to fight the Spectre still. So those guys went up to get the Spear of Destiny to fight that. So it's cool that it's all this different teams all split up. And I love that kind of stuff. So the fun part is, is Wonder Woman and her team gets to heaven. And then they're seeing all the people in heaven and they're all chill and whatever. And they found Jim Corrigan and they're like, Jim you got to join the Spectre again. You know, he's crazy. It's all this death and destruction and la-dee-da-da. And Corgan's kind of like, um, I'm in heaven. Go screw yourself. <laughs> like, I will never put myself in that position again. That's right. like, that's that, that was purgatory for me. You know, doing all those things for all those years. You know, for like, you know, 50 years of comic books alone, he was doing all that stuff. And he's like, pound sand. I'm not <laughs> I'm not doing that. And they're like, well, we can find another soul who will do this. And they're like, no, we're in heaven. 
No one's gonna do this. It's heaven. This is this right. is, we're we're where you want to get. Right, we've made it. This is the finish line. Yeah, you're done. No, no one's gonna get out of here. So then it was kind of like, oh, here's the secret stairs. You can take this down to purgatory. There's probably plenty of people willing to go there. So, so that's what they did. So the team from heaven went to purgatory. And the fact that they went to purgatory in this comic book, I was like, oh, awesome. Because being yeah. a Catholic, being like, purgatory is our thing. Right. And I'm like, they put purgatory in a comic book. Look at this. It's like, it gives it validity. And I was so yeah. into it, the fact of that. So then what they do is when they get to purgatory, they're trying to figure out a, a, a soul to do it. And there's all these what's it called um, all these souls who want to get in and they're like hey I want to get out of here and stuff and I'll be the specter and, and then they ended up running into Hal Jordan the Green Lantern <clears throat> so a little history lesson in the 90s in the early 90s they had where Hal Jordan turned into a good character called Parallax where he kind of went evil and sucked up all the energy and the power battery and became like a bad guy for about five years that he'd show up here and there and he was the main guy in Zero Hour trying to restart time because his city was blown up in the the Reign of the Superman story. <clears throat> so that kind of pushed him over the edge. And then later they retconned it a bit saying that it was like this uh, um, entity called Parallax which is the fear entity that helps Sinestro with the yellow ring and stuff and that kind of screwed his head up. And that was what really parallel was. Not a giant yellow cloud. No, exactly. Sorry. <laughs> yes. If you've seen the Green Lantern movie, it's a giant yellow cloud <laughs> that gives people fear. That apparently was a guardian or something that turned into yeah. it. But in the know. comic book, he he originally just called himself Parallax, and then later when they said there is the entity of Parallax, it's more of like a a dragon kind of monster that can possess you. And that was the retcon. Yeah, Yeah, that was a more retcon version that happened after uh, Green Lantern Rebirth, uh, which I'll tell you about a little later. So what happened is he became this parallax guy. He was kind of evil for a while. And then he kind of, you know, went and flew into space and stayed by himself. And then I think in like 1998, um, Uh, there was this thing called the Sun Eater and it was eating the sun and then there was another event thing called Final Night there's probably the one before this one and um, in Final Night the idea is there's no sun, it's night forever and someday soon that the earth will freeze to death and stuff and and guys like Superman started losing his powers and all that kind of stuff Mm. so they were like what do we do and finally Kyle Rayner who was the Green Lantern after how Jordan turned into Parallax he was the only Green Lantern and, and his whole thing is so he flew flew out space and found Al Jordan and said hey you got all this superpowers, you know this cosmic level power you gotta go and and get rid of the Sun Eater or something so Hal Jordan went back and he he kind of you know this is his uh, you know um, his what's it called um, his reconciliation out there and he goes and defeats the Sun Eater but he uses all his energy and dies. 
And so he was dead for about, a, you know, a year. And that's why he's in purgatory, because he died. But I guess because he gave of himself and all those years as Green Lantern kind of erased all the bad things he did as Parallax. So that's when so he went got to purgatory. to purgatory instead of hell. Yeah, he got the purgatory. Did he become inspector? Well, dude. Oh, I'm sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the idea. So they find him and they say, and he's like, I'll, do the, I'll be the specter, you know. And then and that's kind of, you know, and they kind of bring him back from purgatory somehow, you know. And then there's still the big fight and all that stuff. And then they got like Neuron is still around. And then the Asmodeus Spectre is out there causing crap. And somehow I think there's this point where Hal Jordan's spirit and... Or, you know, his soul and Asmodeus the angel and Neuron the demon. Well, I guess Asmodeus is a fallen angel. And they're like all in the specter and they're like fighting it out or something. But, you know, cut to the chase. Uh, uh, Kyle Jordan becomes the specter. So, you know, as you, you know, That's as neat. you're fighting this out. Yeah. And I, I remember then, the specter uh, from, from Constantine comic books. Sometimes they team up for stuff, right? Well, those those that was the original Spectre, the Jim Corrigan Spectre, most likely. Right. And yeah, but so, I didn't know that Hal Jordan never became a Spectre. That's cool. Yeah, he was he was for a while, and what was kind of cool is his costume was kind of like a Green Lantern Spectre mix. Like he still had that that Green Lantern mask, you know, that had the nose and the and the mask, and then he had like the Green Lantern kind of chess logo and stuff but he still had the specter hood and stuff so mm. so unlike that you know so what happened too is so like superman and all those guys get hell back to being fiery and all the demons go back and it, it kind of wraps up and stuff and and i don't remember all all the details because like i said i didn't reread it and i kind of reread the summary today on on uh, the dc wiki and so, so then what they did is with Asmodel, they he's actually imprisoned in heaven because they can't trust hell to be like <laughs> in prison anymore or something. And then I That's guess, uh, yeah. So the, and then uh, and then the guy Neuron he becomes a rhyming demon. So I guess there's certain demons that have to rhyme. Yeah, Etrigan he has to rhyme. Yeah. Etrigan has to rhyme in certain in certain books he rhymes in certain ones he doesn't and stuff and I think in the cartoon he didn't rhyme yeah so and the whole idea is once uh, Neuron gets knocked down a peg and is demoted or something and then the, the, it looks like that was Etrigan's whole plan the whole time like he did all that stuff freeing Asmode, Asmodel and all that stuff to, to screw over Neuron so mm. I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. So then what happens is how Jordan is the specter, you know, from then on. And and uh, that's so that's like 1999. I think in 2000 or 2001, he gets his own comic book, which lasted a year or two or so. A couple, no, a little longer than that. I have them all. And, um, and then the guy who wrote this story is Jeff Johns. And this is like one of his first things he did. He did the Stars and Stripe book, which was uh, the Star Girl book. 
And um, that's the Stargirl TV show that, that was on uh, CW recently. It was also on the DC Universe oh, I didn't know there was a. I didn't know there was a Stargirl TV show. Oh, it's pretty good. I like it. Because it's, it's very much like... Uh, it's it's using a lot of aspects from the Infinity Incorporate, which is supposed to be like the um, second generation of the JSA characters and stuff. So um, they use that in this show. It's it's not bad. I'd say watch it. I mean, it's still kind of CWE, but not as much. But it's yeah, it's not as I I really liked it a lot. And so um, yeah, I the I could only like of all those shows, I was really only able to to handle the Flash the and um and only the first couple of seasons of the Flash, and then I was like, this this is too much. Now it got very CW for me. Mm, um, I can see that. Yeah, because even Smallville, like I'm, I'm a huge Superman fan. I couldn't handle Smallville. Um, Smallville's not really Superman. Yeah, it was weird. And um, uh, the I tried Green Arrow. I can I can handle Green Arrow. I tried Supergirl. I was like, nah, this, it was just too much of that that forced oh a drama the bad drama. Yeah, and then the uh, bad acting as well. I'm just like, ugh. I can't handle this. Um, I like Legends yeah. of Tomorrow. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, because what I liked was like in season three, they kind of got very uh, self-referential. And they got to the point where it kind of got a little meta, where it's like <laughs> they did stuff where it's like, hey, this episode is just E.T., but they make ET references, so they know. So it's not a ripoff; it's more of a homage. And then the guy who did Denethorn—is that his name? Boromir and Faramir's father from Lord of the Rings. The actor who was there played was doing the voice of the demon in season four or whatever. And so they sat there and said. And then they showed a part where the the one character, uh, Heatwave, was watching Lord of the Rings on TV. And they said, that guy sounds just like the demon. Maybe we can <laughs> record his voice and have him get his minions to do this instead. So they go back in time to 2001 where he's filming the That's Lord of the hilarious. Rings and say, we need you to read these, these lines. And so he does, and then they use his voice to trick the people that he's really the demon. And I'm like, oh my god, they literally just sat there and said, hey, you were in this movie, do this. <laughs> I'm like, that's so it's like, It's like the fact that the writers just said, hey, just throw it against the wall. If it sticks, it sticks. Who cares? If they, if they cancel us, they cancel us. Let's just keep going. And then it still kept going. <laughs> it kept getting ridiculous, and I kept going. This is even better. And then they even stopped doing more superhero-y things. You know, I think just to save money. It's like, hey, they didn't use any of their powers ever. <laughs> All right. So back to the thing. So how Jordan was a Spectre until um, like two thousand and four, five, or four, when they had a uh, Green Lantern Rebirth, which was also written by that guy Jeff Johns. And it, that was the story where he ceased to be the Spectre and became alive again and became uh, Green Lantern again. And the whole core came back and stuff and and that whole thing. So And then there was another guy. 
uh, Crispus Allen, I think his name was. He was a Gotham City police officer, and he died or whatever, and he joined with the Spectre. So he was the Spectre from like 2005 or so, six, until 2011 when they rebooted into the new 52. So there were kind of like three Spectres. So the Constantine wasn't a thing at the time. Any no, Constantine's relatively new to to the universe. No, no, no. How does that work? Constantine's been around. Constantine did he not show up in this this series because this sounds perfect for his character. It kind of is. He would work with all those centrals and magic and stuff. But I think at the time, all his Constantine stuff was in a Vertigo titles, and they kind of kept those separate. Right. Well, they. I think they coulda. Because if you read old Sandman stuff, a lot of that stuff was still had DC, DCU connections where, where you know, like the Martian Manhunter was in an issue and stuff. And and towards the end of the Sandman story, they're dealing with uh, the Golden Age Hawkman's son and and daughter-in-law. And when the 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 you know. So all these people are reading this gothy Vertigo story, and then you find out these '80s, you know, C-list characters are involved in it, <laughs> you know. But and then their son became the new Sandman at the end of the series. So I think the series Sandman series is only seventy-five issues, and the Morbius. I think that's in Morbius. Morpheus. Morbius is the vampire in Spider-Man. Morpheus... I was going to say, I, I know Morbius from something else, but I couldn't put my yeah. finger on it. Morpheus was the name of the dream, and he... Uh, and I guess he died at the end, spoilers, of the series, and they had... <laughs> they had the... Uh, the daughter... The son, Daniel, I think was his name, was the son of the... of Hector Hall and... and Hypo... Um, Hippolyta Trevor, who was Fury and Silver Scarab and stuff from the eighties in Infinity Incorporated, hmm. and and Fury was actually Steve Trevor and Wonder Woman's daughter pre-Crisis, and then post-Crisis they couldn't do that because they rechanged Wonder Woman's story, so then they just made her a daughter of this other girl who they called Fury. Something like that, because all that crisis stuff, they had to like draw straw, you know, grasp a lot of straws to change everybody's backstory because they couldn't have like Earth two characters anymore. Sounds awesome. Yeah. This is, so you said how many series? How many issues was the was the? It's five. It's five. five. Well, five, and then there's all the sub ones. And the stuff. sub stuff, right? Yeah, there's like that twenty. Sounds, of those. That sounds cool, though. Yeah, I can send you a link. You can put it in the show notes for people to look at it in the the wiki. Yep, yep. That but, would be uh, uh, um, if they combine them together. What is that? Uh, not trade. Is that trade paperback? No. If they combine. Yeah, them there together. is. There are trade paperbacks. Yeah, I saw that there. It right. It's out of. Pr- it's yeah. <laughs> I know. We don't want to do the trade paperback. Uh, I'm uh, graphic novel thing. I think you fast forwarded through most of that anyway, but. Uh, what was it? Um, boom, boom, boom. Sending this to you now. Uh, they do have some. I think they're out of print, but I saw you can find them on Amazon for like 20 bucks or something like that. Nice. I don't know if I actually have it. I thought I did, but I'll have to look. 
But then I thought, oh, maybe I can buy it on Amazon. But this is something I would have probably bought in like 2001 or something. And be like, I love that series. I need the trade. So, yeah. but there it it, is. it's pretty good. I have awesome. the issue still. It's funny, too, because it shows locations, heaven, earth, hell, purgatory. Purgatory, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, there is Day of Judgment. Da, da, da. So it's got the whole That's thing. Cool. Yeah. And there's a whole thing. Where was it? Da, 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 you know. I really like this stuff. So the, the, actually, that's one of the reasons why I liked Justice League Dark and why I like Constantine is because they do uh, they do a little bit of the research. Like, like they'll tie in some stuff that's like either really niche Catholic or old in, in, in our faith and stuff like that. And they'll just kind of weave it in there just a little bit. And uh, mm-hmm. you get these themes of evil and good um, – uh, that that you could only and, and what I like about Constantine in particular is he actually struggles with it, like you know the, Superman's always gonna do the good right, but yeah. Constantine's like well maybe it makes more sense to do the evil here in order to bring about a greater good or whatever and he does and he does that a lot and it's um it's really interesting that kind of stuff it's, so that, that sometimes he's just selfish <laughs> well that's true too yeah. Usually it's whatever helps Constantine out the most and, and that's that's the way he goes. And so he flips sides constantly, but Yeah. And... All all his stuff then, yeah, that was the Hellblazer comics and those were mostly in the Vertigo section and that's why like he was buddies buddies with Swamp Thing and things like that. Who yeah. also became a Vertigo comic. I think when all that started was like late eighties or well Swamp Thing I think started in eighty two, but or when they redid that series. And somewhere in the mid '90s, early '90s, they all switched to Vertigo. And then when all those things were Vertigo, they kind of didn't, you know, cross over to the regular, regular comics. We should watch that uh, um, that Justice League Dark since you haven't seen it either. Yeah. The the film one, because I really like the Justice League Dark comic books too, <clears throat> and so that could be something fun to do to watch and pull some stuff out of. Gone, oh gone, yeah, form of man. Rise the demon, Etrigan. Yeah, yeah, demon's kind of cool. cool. That is really cool. Yeah, so that was kind of the whole thing, and it was kind of neat because like that Asmodia, uh, Asmodel, Del, uh, uh, Angel was in an episode, an episode, an earlier story. You know, maybe about two years earlier, like ninety-seven or something. There was a. Uh, I guess there was a thing where they it's they had a JLA series that um, uh, Grant Morrison was doing, and the idea was they brought all the big the big guns back and all the main characters because for you know about ten years or so the Justice League might have been like one or two big guys and then a bunch of also rands and and this time they're bringing all the big the Magnificent Seven back. And then he wanted Hawkman to join the team. And at the time, Hawkman had this weird, crazy thing where his history got kind of screwed up. And then they messed him up in Zero Hour, where apparently they, like, took all this Hawkman from different eras and put him into one and all that stuff. So they said, nah, don't put Hawkman in there. So he's like, oh, I need a flying guy to pretend to be Hawkman. Well, I'll just use an angel. And then they had this guy, Zurl. 
and stuff. And he was an angel and flaming sword and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. one of his main things is he fought this fallen angel. You know, in that one, it was a, a one issue. And then later there was a miniseries called like Justice League Paradise Lost or something like that. And he fought him there. And then I guess when they beat him, he went to hell. And that's where he takes over, you know. That's where you may have seen them before this story. So. That's cool. Yeah, so. Alright, dude. I gotta go to All bed. Right. Yeah, it's after midnight. Yeah, I gotta be with you get me up at five something. Oh. Uh, I have one that will be about six something. Yeah. It's not really baby. Let's go ahead and uh, uh, three, two, one, stop somewhere. Okay. Three, two, one.